Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, again, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, Coach? Hey, Jim. I'm doing uh, well. My day is better because we spent some time talking earlier this morning. Right on. Yeah, same here. Hey, today, uh, we're going to get right to the topic because I, yeah. we want to take as much time as possible because we're, we're, we're all going to go through seasons of pain. And if you are a follower in pain, it's very different than being a leader mm-hmm. in pain. And so why don't you just take it away, John, introduce to us what we're, what we're talking about today. Sure. The title of uh, Pod 141 is Leading Through Personal Pain. Uh, uh, a while back, our teammate, Jamie Halavin, who uh, does writing and research for us, content production, uh, wrote a, a powerful post on this subject. Uh, Jamie relayed some major health events that had been happening with her, her family. Yeah. And, uh, and she detailed some of the challenges that uh, have come along with that. And, uh, and in the post, she says, I think everybody can relate to the old adage, when it rains, it pours. And uh, yeah. Her, her family yeah. is uh, currently in the middle of a very rainy season. Yeah. And, and, in, and in the middle of that post, she posed this amazing question. She, says, uh, she said this, have you ever stepped out onto your back porch in the middle of a rainstorm? And as the rain is pelting you, you see some sun peeking through the clouds and you see this little rainbow starting to develop. Mm, yeah. And she said this, in the midst of pummeling rain, we see little rainbows. And, uh, you know, when we as leaders go through that, and if you haven't gone through that as a leader, we're predicting with a lot of certainty that you will at some sure. point. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can you do? Because you still have a job to do, right? You, you still have a congregation to lead, a business to lead. So I, I thought, and Jamie, in, in this, it was so good. I wanted to take what she wrote and bring it to the, the podcast, Jim, she laid out five thoughts that I think will help us as leaders to lead while we're in the middle of a storm or maybe a yeah, series good. of storms. So we're going to jump right into that, Jim. Uh, here's the yeah. first one. And I love it. It's so practical. Here's the first thing she suggests, and it's ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I, Jim, leaders are experts at caring for others who are going through pain, but they and, stink yeah. <laughs> at receiving yeah. care from others when they're yeah. in pain. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, and I, I know that's true because I, I know that personally. Um, right. But here's the great thing. When we ask for help, the burden gets lighter. Uh, Galatians 6, 2 says that we're to carry each other's burdens. And the Greek word there for right. burdens is babare, and it means a and it really signifies a burden too heavy for one person to carry. Right. And, yeah. and Paul says that mm-hmm. when we do that, when we bear each other's bares, you know, these these things that are just too heavy for one person, yeah. we fulfill the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, a burden shared is automatically 50% lighter. Right. And, yeah. and if someone, when you're going through a storm as a leader and someone offers to help you, humble yourself if you think yeah. they can help, you know, and, and, uh, and if they're a, a relatively safe person, you know. Right, right, sure. Take them up on that. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing, Jim, how often people do really genuinely, genuinely want to help us. Yes. But we have a hard yeah. time receiving that. Give me some thoughts on this first one. What do you think about it? Yeah. Well, I think, like you say, we're, we're in the giving position almost 100% of the time. And suddenly we're, we're faced with the reality is we need we need help. This is a burden beyond which we can bear. Right. And it isn't like they're going to say something and everything's going to be okay. But while, while we're running to the hospital, they can pick up our kids from school. Yeah. While, while we yeah. are going to visit the lawyer or the counselor or the whatever, they can bring over dinner that night. And, and what's funny is I, I think of my needs as a burden to others, mm. but sometimes that's not the case. As pastors, as leaders, we give and give and give. This is like that unique opportunity for someone to actually give back. And it's it's important. You know, one of the one of the values that converge is win-win relationships. That's correct. So I'm I'm in need and and you help me. It's not like I'm I'm humiliated. I'm humbled by my circumstance, not by your kindness. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed by your kindness. I'm humbled by my circumstances. And to allow you to say, hey, I, you know, Laura and I are going to drop off a casserole tonight. And so you and Dina don't have to worry about dinner. Oh, no, no, we're fine. We're okay. We're, or to say, hey, thanks, John. That means a lot. Well, you're blessed by being a blessing. Right. I'm, I'm blessed because I got a casserole. I don't have to cook or even think about it. Everybody's one. And, and I somehow in our minds, we feel like weakness, I don't know, somehow undermines our positional authority or, or yeah. something. It's we need to have all the answers and have everything in row, but that's not realistic. It's not a it's not a good example to set. Right. It's not, it's not true. It's unloving. It's unkind. It's unhumble. I guess is you know prideful. Sure. Would be another way to say that. And I think so no, I agree completely. And I think Jim it 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 when we don't do this well, when we when we're always on the giving end and never allow ourselves to receive care from other people. I think in a way we are we are misrepresenting what the body of Christ should look like. Yes, yeah. You know yeah, that somehow that's a, that's a great point. Somehow the leader is above the rank and file and he doesn't or she doesn't ever need ministry. Right. Ever need prayer or ever need somebody to hold their hand and tell them it's going to yeah. be okay. Um and I think when we do that well, I think that's a much more accurate picture of what the body of Christ is all about. So that's this yeah. is the first one. Ask for help. Yeah. Second, Ask for help. we got we got to get rolling. Uh, is find a safe yeah. <laughs> is find a safe person. And this kind of plays off this first one. Find a safe person to confide in. Not everybody <laughs> is safe. Yeah. yeah. And I had to learn that the hard way as a young pastor. Mm. When you're in pain as a leader, try to find one or two safe people you can really pour your heart out to. And if you can't find them in the church you lead, give us a call, you know, reach yeah. out to us and yeah. we'll be that safe ear. We'll be that listening ear for you. Um, I, I, here's, here's what I know about extended pain. It can make you feel, and Jamie put it this way, it, and it really kind of captures how extended pain works on us. It, you can feel like a shaken pop can that hasn't been opened yet. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. if you don't find some sort of relief valve, chances yeah. are you're going to just explode, right? Yeah. Finding someone to help <clears throat> ease that pressure in your life really helps. And it can't always be your spouse. Right. I, I think um, some leaders under 
uh, utilize their spouse in, in sharing what's going on in their world. Yeah. And some overutilize their spouse. Yep. And they are sharing things with their spouse that would be better shared with uh, a coach, a yeah. counselor, um, because your spouse is your spouse. She's she, he or she's your yeah. friend. Yeah. They're not a counselor. They're not a therapist. Right. And, uh, and so find a safe person to confide in. That would be the second. Yeah. And I, I Dean and I have noticed too, that if I get upset at somebody consistently and she has no interaction with them, eventually my upset becomes her upset. Mm. And then, and then I will resolve it, but she doesn't get that chance. Right. And, and so she, it's just, I think it is healthier for the organization, uh, you know, a healthy relationship with your, with your family, obviously. Right. But there are some issues where a spouse cannot give counsel, only sympathy. And we don't need sympathy sometimes. We need answers. So that's where uh, a seasoned person, uh, a, a safe, and again, not someone who's just going to agree with you. We don't go on to social media and say, you know, this person's so mean to me. That's that because we don't want everybody's opinion. You want the right opinion from the right place, from the right perspective that will probably challenge you with you as well as challenge you with, with what they're doing. That. That pain is bringing out a part of you that's yet to be crucified. That's mm. important too in the process. Yes. So again, back back to coaching. They don't tell you what you want to hear sometimes. They tell you what you need to hear. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So find somebody. And if you can't find somebody, go to our website, click on contact us, oh. and we'd be happy to, yeah. to have a 30-minute call with you. Um, here's the third one. Make room or make time for spiritual growth. It's interesting, Jim. You know, yeah. I think we all respond differently to pain. I think some people pain pushes them toward a, deeper into their walk with God and other people, it's the opposite, right? They, oh, yeah. they recoil yeah. Uh, from their walk with God when they're in pain. Can I yeah. encourage you to avoid that temptation to neglect your alone time with God when you're yeah. going through a storm? Because you're going to need that more than ever during yeah. that time. And, and just making that firm commitment no matter what's going on in my world, if life is beautiful and everything is rainbows, with yeah, um, um, I'm going to still prioritize my walk with God. When I'm in pain and I'm confused and yeah. I don't, and that maybe I'm angry, I feel anger or disappointment toward God because something didn't happen that I thought was going to happen, um, and I and somehow I'm laying blame on Him for that. That yeah. I would draw away. Look. If you're at leading and you're in pain, now, let me just say this. If you're suffering with major depression, this part is going to be hard for you. Sure. Yeah. Because when I was in major, when I was at the bottom of that depressive season, Jim, I prayed, I spent time in the word, but I yeah. felt like nothing was transacting there. Right. I did it because I knew it was right to do but it felt mechanical. So right. some guys and some gals, when they're in depression and they have that experience, like, man, I don't even feel connected to God. This is, this is hypocritical for me to spend time in the word and in prayer. It is not, it's not hypocritical. Right. Keep working on your relationship with God when you're in pain, yeah. because you're going to need uh, that foundation. You're going to need what God can deliver to you in those moments to, to get, yeah. get through that. Right. Right. Yeah. If you feel the absence of God's blessing, it, it's okay sometimes to put those feelings aside 
and, and say, what, what is it God has promised to bless? And what is it God has promised to never bless? Right? So God has promised to bless a humble and contrite heart. It's a promise. God has right. promised that we're, if you'll draw near to me, I promise you I'll draw near to you. Now, our feelings, I mean, Jesus on the cross, the son of God says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Feelings are not always accurate. Feelings are not always, you know, they're, they're, they're a good, they're a good servant, but they're really terrible masters. Right. Um, so, yeah. I, and again, if you're talking about a deep depression, there, there's more, there's a greater need than just, you know, a half hour in prayer every day. Right. There's yeah. pain, pain tells us something's wrong hopefully where it's located so we can, again, hopefully do something about it. And if you're in that deep of pain, depression is the greatest of pains. It's, it's what makes hell, hell, by the way, it's not, it's not the fire. It's the, the absence of all hope that makes hell, you know, I can get used to pain, any pain. I'm 56 years old. I'm used to a lot of pain now. It doesn't even bother me anymore, (laughs) but, but after a million years, whatever hell is, the one thing that will never go away is the hopelessness. So there is a, it's the worst of pains. And if you need greater help than a half hour of prayer, I mean, again, call us and if we can't help you, we'll send you to somebody who will, but right. get help. Don't, you don't have to suffer like this. There's no reason for it. That's right. Long-term. So, yeah. so look, two more, Jim, real quick. If you're, yeah. if you're listening or watching today and, and you're in pain and you're a leader, um, here's the fourth thing we want you to consider and that's to rest. Yeah. You know, even when the, the rainstorms are coming one after the other, you know, and, uh, carve out space to downshift, to relax. You know, Jim, we talk about rest. I think every other pod we're talking about, maybe every pod, it it sneaks its way into our conversation. Look, the weight you bear or your family is bearing during stormy stretches will be tiring enough, you know, on its own. Don't add to it by neglecting adequate rest. Yes. So I don't know what else to say about that. I don't, but I think that is just, that's just an appeal to you because this might be something you have, you ignore or neglect because you think I've got so much going yeah. on. I don't have time. I don't even have time to rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not good. And then here's the last one, Jim. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jamie put this, this is not John. This is Jamie. She said, fully yeah. experience the rain and the rainbow. Yeah. And, and she wrote this very poignantly. She said, our lives will often be equal parts, good and bad. Yeah. And it's possible to, Jim, the way I, I think about it, it's this, it's possible to feel incredible joy and deep sadness right on top of each other. Yeah. Go, go to a funeral. And yeah. we see this and we see that, right? We see people one yeah. minute, they're laughing, they're they're celebrating something great about that person's life. Yeah. The next moment they're sobbing, right? It's, it's, it, it's okay. Look, if you're in pain, it's okay to still stay in touch with the good stuff. Even while yeah. the bad is happening. In fact, I think it's, it's, it's vital, right? Because yes, when we do that, it gives us hope that yeah. better days are ahead. What do you think about that? Can I, can I share something? Please. Yeah, I, my wife and I were talking about this probably two years ago and a phrase came out of my mouth that I've, I've used consistently ever since she was, you know, how do you, she was asking the question, how do you do so many hard funerals? And I have an agreement with the local funeral home that if they have a pastor, don't, don't call me, but if they don't have a pastor and it's especially tragic, it's suicide, overdose, car accident, mm-hmm. children, burns, just, you know, mm-hmm. abuse, 
call me because I don't want I don't want just somebody doing those funerals. They're, they're going to have really legitimate questions. So my wife was saying, "How have you have you been through all of those experiences and still maintain joy?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm sad every day." And she said, "You're you are so every day. I'm, there's not a day of my life that I'm not sad, but but I'm never unhappy." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Explain that to me. Is, is that a man thing or is that a? Because I don't think women can do that." I said, "Well, I, there there is always in the back of my mind." The realities of the, the world. I'm not, I'm not on Miami Beach. I'm on Omaha Beach. I understand there's casualties. I understand the devil gets his way sometimes. I understand the power of the free will of man and how destructive that can be. I understand that, but I, I also understand that that I'm I'm being honored to be in this fight. I also understand that I'm happily married. My children are healthy. You know, I, I have grass to mow and a pool to clean and burritos to eat. I I. I, I can embrace both simultaneously, but I occasionally, if my box gets over full, my sadness box, yeah. I have to go spend some time with it. I have to, I have to mourn it. I have to go kick a dog or, you know, punch a tree or, you know, have an honest prayer to God, you know, that tells him how I'm really feeling that just like David did. You know, some of those Psalms are really, yeah. you know, this doesn't make any sense. Where are you? My enemies are prospering. This is awful but I'll trust in you. And I think, I think those, that's an important prayer for all of us sometimes. But then when I'm done praying that prayer, I come back and I mow my grass and eat my burrito and I kiss my wife. And so I, I, I think it is okay. But if one, if your box is so full of sadness, mm-hmm. you, you need to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. You got to empty that box. You got to, you can't put a lid on it if it's overflowing and you need, you need to get the surface tension removed because you have to equally experience the rainbows and equally experience the rain or, you're not emotionally healthy. We will leave this earth. Can I just say this too? You're, we're going to leave this earth, but no matter how great your faith is, you will leave this earth with unanswered questions and unresolved pain. Correct. And how do I know that? Because Revelation 21 verse four says he'll wipe every tear from our eyes. Right. That means we're still crying when we leave. Mm. That means we, we are still uncomforted in some ways when we leave. So it, it's this expectation that if I'm sad, there must be something wrong between me and God. If I have an unresolved emotional issue, I, I think I will leave this earth with questions unanswered and pain uncomforted because I'll still be crying when I leave here. But a hamburger satisfies my hunger, sleep satisfies my fatigue, but nothing in this life will satisfy death because I wasn't, we weren't born to die. So Jesus himself will do that. The very first thing, Revelation 21 4, look it up. The very first thing he'll do is make sure we never cry again and he will comfort us and answer our questions. So in this life, you need friends. I'm I'm 100% with Jamie here. She's brilliant. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening or watching it uh, today and you're leading something, some organization, yeah. some sort, or a team, uh, a family even, um, yeah, and at the same time dealing with significant personal pain, can we just say this that we're sorry you're going through that? Uh, we really are. Yeah. Uh, but let us encourage yeah. you. You can still lead while you're hurting. Yeah. Um, and. Now we already talked about this, you know, the the major depression disclaimer. You know, if, yeah. if you're having major illness or major depression, you're you're, pro- you're leading is you're going to lead at a level that's much uh, slower, uh, much less full orbed than you would if you yeah. were healthy that way. So please understand what I'm saying. But you know, there's a lot of sources. There are a lot of sources of pain in our life. And, and so sometimes I think it's tempting as a leader when we're in pain to think I can't lead while I'm going through this pain in my life. Um, because 
somehow or another, either it tells me something about God that I I'm having dissonance over, um, or I've got to, I've got to have this resolved before I can, I can be used by the Lord. You know, look, if, if, um, there are certain scenarios, right, Jim, where you do need to step away. I, I would say yeah. if you're dealing with major depression, you're going to need yeah. some time to get better. Yeah. If, if you're really truly burnt out, you're probably going to need some time away to recover. If your marriage is in trouble, yeah, serious trouble, you, you probably are going to need to step away yeah. for a while. First things first. That. So we're not talking about those kinds of things. I'm just talking about the normal garden variety pain, pieces of yeah. pain that come our way. Look, yeah. Jamie's husband is superintendent of the Michigan district for the assemblies of God, right? Or the network, yeah. Michigan network. Yeah. And it's his uh, mom and dad who are going through a really tough time right now. He's still leading, yeah. you know, so he's, yeah. he's dealing with this personal pain, this concern, yeah. and he's leading at the same time. So it's possible, yeah. right, to do it. But yes. but these five things that we mentioned, I think, are part of the the help that you and I need, Jim, to actually yeah. navigate this and still lead in an adequate fashion. So that's absolutely really uh, yeah. where I'd like to kind of wrap it up today. Yeah, good good leaders go through bad times, right? David, yeah. Moses, right. Jeremiah, Jesus, Paul says we I despaired of life. Not that I want to die, I just don't want to live like this anymore. I mean that these right. are these are common human things. And Jesus, you know, blessed are those who mourn, they'll be comforted, you know. So we he's with us, whether we feel it in this moment or not. So God bless you. Uh leaders, it is not an easy thing to do, whether you're leading a family, leading a business, leading a congregation, leading a ministry inside of a congregation, leadership. We always want to be at our best, but our, our people need to see us navigate every water, not just calm waters, not just still waters. So you are teaching, you are leading. So lead well. What would you how would you counsel somebody else going through what you're going through? Take your own counsel mm-hmm. and and live that out. And don't give us 14 reasons why it doesn't apply to you. It, it, it applies to all of us. And if applied to Jesus and Paul and Moses, it applies to you. So take your time, get well, lead, lead from a position of, of wholeness and wholeness has rain and wholeness has rainbows. So thanks, Jamie, for these words of encouragement that we've been able to share today. And thank you, our listeners and watchers, for being a part of this. You're the reason that we, we don't just do this. You're the reason we enjoy doing this. We imagine that on the other end of this, people who have a need are, are now being helped. And if you'd like to continue this conversation, go to convergecoach.com, press on the connect link, and uh, we'll spend a half hour sometime in the near future just to listen, just to, to hear where you're at and see how we might be able to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, God bless you all, regardless of your circumstances, as you continue to lead from alignment.